Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, Three-Eyed Sloth, a.k.a. Josh, that's my actual name, but I just sometimes go by that. And with me, as always, is... <gasps> DM Neil, a.k.a. Joke Maniac. How's it going, Neil? It's good, because we're back in the gym once again. That's right. And we're ready to work out our minds by tying back to episode number 132, Divine Spotlight Saloon. And we made Diamnastics number 109, so many stars, so little time. So let's uh, walk everybody through the setup for our Diamnastics exercise here. So this whole idea was to try to take the idea of constellations and tell tales around them to create some lore for, for the world that we, that we tell. There's a constellation generator, uh, which I didn't know existed. I had no idea that was a thing until you linked to it. There, I'm sure there will be a link to that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but by using that, uh, forum users were encouraged to grab a constellation and basically tell us about it. Uh, one of the, A couple of the prompts were give us the astronomer that founded it, the constellation's name, and lore, encouraging try to tie it into other constellations. And that's pretty much it. Not, not a lot to, to start off with, but people, as always, are very creative and came up with all sorts of really cool responses. Yeah, the prompts were really well done. Like, I, I, they're good enough that I didn't feel like I needed much more than, like, here you go. And, of course, like you mentioned, off they went with fantastic ideas. So, for my pick of someone that went away with the amazing idea is actually from Firespark. And their prompt was, these six stars form the shape of a shield. The constellation represents an ancient religious figure. It is most significant during autumn when it appears halfway towards the eastern horizon. So there's kind of how these prompts work. I think they're fantastic. And I also think that chaoticshiny.com is an amazing website. And again, you can totally check out the link to the star generator in the show notes. But they came up with the idea of having the (laughs) astronomer B, Silver Star Juden. That's a good name. Which just sounds amazing. And apparently they're also the authority on how the phases of the moon affect were creatures because they wrote the book on it. Right. And I am so happy that this person now exists in the world of Dayaimbe. And so the name of the constellation is Trolldag's Shield. And they kind of talked about this ancient story of this this like infestation of were rats and the dwarf that essentially stood that stood the test and t- the tide of were rats eventually becoming a were rat themselves. And so then you know with the book person that wrote the book on it and tying that lore back into the constellation i think is amazing agreed i really like that a lot well i will talk a little bit about my pick and that is from user chickadee who wrote about the mother's tear uh it was a little bit different which i really liked Um, and it actually ties back to some older diamnastics that we did not that long ago actually it was like several episodes ago i think but uh, tying back to the Ichawa, uh, good friend, Rich Howard. Um, but uh, the Mother's Tear is a constellation that no single individual takes credit for. Uh, it's kind of like all the the Ichawa of the reef kind of all, I guess, have some kind of partial claim to it. Or at least legend has it that no one really knows or whatever. But that part's irrelevant because the actual lore behind it is really awesome. Um, so the shape of the constellation is six stars from the shape of a teardrop. 
Uh, it only appears very low on the western horizon during the last two weeks of summer, which is already pretty cool thematic. But then this part, here we go. The lore behind the Mother's Tear. So the Ichawa, and in case you forgot, they're like the enemies of the, it was the Kuatoa. Yep. Um, so they don't, you know, really get along in the in the ocean. The They say the constellation marks the location of a small inland saltwater sea. The sea was formed when Merla, mortally wounded after leading her people in the final battle uh, against the Kuatoa, chose to travel inland to die alone rather than to show any weakness in front of her people. In a dry valley, the last of her strength spent, she prayed her final request to the Mother Moon uh, to hear the ways of the ocean in her dying ears. The mother, in her mercy and sadness, wept over Merla's body, and her grief was so great that the tears formed the sea. Oh, it just kills so me. Like I, I have like tears in my eyes reading that. It's so wonderful. Oh, my gosh. He goes on to then say that um, the basically the appearance of the constellation marks like a spiritual pilgr- spiritual pilgrimage. Uh, Ichawas that want to become shamans have to basically use the constellation as a guide to find the final resting place of Merla and and basically get there before the constellation re- disappears uh, and return with a crystal, um, like a very rare uh, crystal that's kind of shaped like a basically the constellation. And by doing so, um, it kind of gives them their, their magical powers and stuff that are attuned to uh, the mother goddess. So, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm in love with this constellation. Like I, it's my new favorite thing. So thank you, Chickadee. Well, yeah, I would say well done, Chickadee. Man. All right. We've got, we've got that out of the way. So that means we're going to start lifting the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. So for our mental lifting, we went ahead and went to this wonderful star or rather constellation generator. And we're just going to do some random ones right now and see what happens. And hopefully it's something amazing. And rather than having any idea what the other person is going to say, we're just going to hit each other with random ones that we find that we like. And then we'll use the prompts from the forum, basically coming up with the astronomer, the name of the constellation, and its lore based on what the other person gives us. Yep. So I've got one for you, if you're ready. I'm ready. All right. These ten dim stars form the shape of a winged man. The constellation represents a great hero. It is most significant during summer when it appears setting toward the eastern horizon. Those born under it are rumored to be highly emotional. Amazing. <laughs> that felt like such a twist at the end, and I'm yeah, not sure right? why. <laughs> it kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, but if we are going to play off of that, then you, you almost want that hero to represent that. It, that whatever caused them to be a hero is based in passion. Right. You know, like the cause that they were fighting for was essentially, in my mind, the downtrodden. And then I would also want them to be a paladin. And then the de- the deity that they followed had wings. And so then like the true embodiment before they passed away in the battle to save people, they actually turned almost into like an avatar like form of the deity. And so then they appeared as a winged man. And, you know, and the recount of the battle is that they were on the eastern horizon as they fell. Uh, I like it. That's very good. What's the name? Ooh. Most important most important part. Uh well, I mean, we'll get there, but learn if you had a name for the constellation. I mm, this is definitely the much harder part. <laughs> 
Because I'm trying to think of, I mean, it's hard not to think about like our own constellations and try and tie it back to like that simplicity of them. But most constellations have pretty, I mean, that's one thing is that constellations generally have pretty simple but descriptive names. That they usually are just like the name just simply describes kind of what the object is or the thing, you know. So it doesn't have to be, but. All right. I found it. Okay. Rillendell's wings. Oh, okay. And because you have like Orion's belt, kind of thinking along those lines. That's very good. Done. Who founded it? I also kind of like Chickadee's approach that, you know, for some of them, depending on like how significant they are, there's no one person that takes credit for it. So I'd almost see as like the clergy or clerics of that deity actually kind of noticed this kind of appear after that battle. And then, you know, it's kind of that lore and the myth around it kind of came up in their teachings. I like it. Boom. Okay, you ready? All right, let's do this. These seven stars form the shape of a leaf. The constellation represents an ancient religious figure. It is most significant on the winter solstice when it appears high in the sky. Those born under it have an affinity for the element of water. Okay. I like the idea of, say, leaf and... Hmm. Let's see. I like the idea of... The first thing that jumped out at me was maybe like um, the person who founded it the astrologer or person that it was i don't have a name yet but essentially they were a monk and more like they were very much like a uh kind of wandered the earth and didn't really have a home maybe they were more of like a nomadic type and a, and a lone individual um and they kind of went from um location to location during the harsher seasons, like the harsher times of year, maybe specifically like maybe during the winter, um, and basically arrived at villages and came to villages to provide, you know, uh, like would bring, you know, herbal like medicine and things from from his travels uh, to these villages to those that are maybe sick or needy or whatever, and just kind of be this wandering, wandering figure that brought like goodwill or brought you know a little bit of um health essentially to like these small communities uh kind of that are isolated otherwise and so this uh i would say that maybe this um this astronomer knew this monk or maybe like befriended this monk and you know maybe at one point never was so enraptured by this idea this person that tried like looking for him or something and never was able to find him almost like some Almost like a myth, you know, like he ran into him one day and tried to track him down to to follow him or whatever. But it was never, never saw him or could never follow in his footsteps or whatever. So uh, he ended up naming a constellation after this this uh, individual that like left such a imprint on his life that, uh, you know, can never forget. So it's kind of shaped like a leaf, you know, to remind him of, of this wandering, uh, this wandering nomad. I like it. I like it a lot. And yeah, it almost makes me think that like something on the monk would be like a leaf figure. Or the Mm -hmm. other thing I was thinking is like, um, like kind of the movements he would go through when like meditating would almost like form the shape of a leaf. And then, you know, maybe the the astronomer saw that in the sky and was like, you know, that's perfect. (laughs) I I like it. 
it'll it's i keep thinking the term medieval mixtape naming a constellation (laughs) after someone (laughs) oh maybe maybe the uh the monks um coming was kind of preceded by like the changing of leaves or something with like the changing of the season you know so maybe that's where the leaf part kind of ties in uh like when the when the last of the leaves fall like that's when certain communities kind of would expect to you know always at least her would hear that the the wandering you know nomad or whatever would come visit them i like it i like it a lot that's good that's very good all right i've got one more for you you ready okay maybe <laughs> well, you better be here it comes these nine stars form the shape of a lantern the constellation represents a figure from a folktale. It is most significant on the winter solstice when it appears halfway towards the southern, southwestern horizon. Those born under it are often perfectionists. Ah, so I kept thinking of Green Lantern the whole time. Yeah, right. The rest of the thing. Uh, the astronomer is Guy Gardner or Hal Jordan. Ah, yep, there the, you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The astronomer is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, oh no. Uh, Terrible. Oh, Terrible. The worst. <laughs> uh, the name of the constellation is Sinistro. Oh. It appears to be yellow in the night sky. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the I have totally lost my train of thought and ruined anything I could possibly think of now. So nine uh, stars in the shape of a lantern. Yeah. Represents a figure from folktale. Most significant on the winter solstice appears halfway towards the southwestern horizon. Those born under it are often perfectionists. So I like the idea of the person being someone that established or kind of made prominent the idea of lighthouses. And so then you know, kind of tying back into the idea of that perfectionism or being a perfectionist, they essentially perfected the technology that's used in lighthouses. Anyway, and it's this very special kind of lantern that there is essentially also named after them. And then the constellation became named after them and tying even more into that, I think would be great if it is like a key constellation that seafaring people use. And so not only do you have it tied back to, I don't crash on the cliffs. I also know where I'm going because of this. Um, so yeah, I like that a lot. I like that. I like it being tied towards like a, the creation of something significant, you know, that's a, that's a cool way of like in memory or remembering someone that did such like an important deed or contributed something so important, you know? Uh, and you could almost have it like, Oh, the constellation name is the guiding light. Boom. I like it. Done. All right, we're moving on before it gets can't go can't go up from here. So we're <laughs> we're moving out. All right, are you ready? We're gonna close we're gonna close it with this one to you. These eight stars form the shape of a dragon. The constellation represents the power of fate. It is most significant on the spring equinox when it appears low on the northwestern horizon. Those born under it are often good with animals. Hmm. Wow, that's a good one. I I really like that one a lot. So, shape of a dragon, power of fate, good with animals. Hmm. 
I'm kind of envisioning maybe uh hmm, 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 hmm. Uh, my first reaction is something to do with like um royalty initially so I'm trying to tie in like the idea of fate the power of fate um so perhaps like under this star specific one of the stars within this constellation maybe it's like the the eye that you know composes of this dragon um it there was a maybe like a a ruler or a you know a baby or something born under this that was a ruler uh kind of born under that star and kind of grew up to be like this really great and really powerful like king or emperor or something and essentially led their country to like really great prosperity and and uh really helped it flourish and grow um and was kind of known for being this uh kind of this i want to say like my first reaction was like maybe like a great hunter as well but like great with animals kind of took it in a different direction so like i almost imagine it as like a like a traditional modern hunter that has like their hunting dogs you know so like mm-hmm. uh great with animals like they have um you know like their entourage of of hunting animals that that accompany this this man and he was uh i think it was just maybe one of those things where like he was unfortunately maybe killed like in an accident or something while on one of his hunts you know and his one of his animals like one of his pets that that was that he really cared for or whatever uh, found him and was able to like drag his body back so that way they'd be found um and so they basically remembered him and kind of immortalized uh, the, at least the, the the astronomer of of this nation or whatever kind of immortalized this person by naming the star that he was born under and kind of that whole thing is uh kind of giving him this constellation i'm not sure the dragon part though like now i'm kind of uh i kind of forgot to tie that part into it so maybe <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe that represents like the the great kind of prosperity and uh power that this this country kind of developed and yeah, no, that's that's about what I've got. I can't really think of anything else. I kind of <sighs> he was a actually time. a dang dragon. It. Yeah, dang it. Yeah, that's right. He was a dragon man. His name yeah. was Trogdor. Trogdor <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah. His yeah. name was Trogdor and he was a dragon like man. You. I mean, I mean, the other thing that I thought of with the dragon is that it could be, you know, using the idea of an ancient good dragon that that's kind of where people sought information or things like that. And so then go ahead. You, oh, you, yeah. I no, felt, that just inspired me that it was it. Go. that was it. So this this ruler, the reason why he had he brought his country great uh, prosperity and kind of to a golden age was because he befriended and actually met like an ancient dragon um kind of on one of his hunts and instead of like killing it or hunting it like he befriended it and this dragon shared its knowledge and whatever with with the ruler and so they became friends uh, essentially through that and that's why his constellation became known as the dragon it was uh what's the name it is uh the Sean, Con- Sean Connery <laughs> Dragonheart, yes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, the the immortal the immortal eye. Oh, yeah. Like well, sir, I, I say we have done it once again. My brain muscles are sore. 
So if you wanted to get a hold of us and tell us about your constellation and how you use them in your game, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com or you can head over to Twitter and follow us at dmnastics where you can find my Twitter handle and Josh's. You can also go over to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com to find uh, the whole network that this podcast is part of. Um, but yeah, with that, I think we should head over uh, and do our post-workout cooldown and stretch with the little light bulb. Light bulb. Okay, so today on the light bulb, we were essentially inspired to some degree by the Diamnastics itself, and we wanted to kind of highlight a random name, random, not name generator. Those are there, but kind of a They're technically names. Yes, so (laughs) true. Kind of a site that has a lot of randomness to it, and one that is near and dear to our hearts uh, that I know both of us have used extensively, Mm -hmm. and that is none other than Donjon. Donjon is wonderful. Uh, I believe the official URL for it is donjon.ben.sh. So a little bit of an unusual thing. If you just search for (laughs) Donjon, D-O-N-J-O-N, uh, in Google, you will find it. But essentially, it is a comprehensive list of all sorts of different generators. Let me give you some examples of some random generators that you might find on Donjon. You've got a fractal world generator. You've got uh, a fantasy calendar generator. You've got a medieval demographics calculator. You've got a random adventure generator. You've got a random in generator. How about a random random magic shop generator? I don't know. How about a even more useful things like a power attack calculator for those that really struggle with being able to figure out what the uh, minus and pluses on their power attack, you know, will be all sorts of really, really super useful stuff. Not just like random name generators, but just good DM and player tools that really help with some of the more stressful parts of RPGs, uh, which can be like naming things, coming up with stuff, or even some of the math. If you're a player that struggles with that stuff, there's some really, really, really cool resources on Donjon that helped with that. Yep. I mean, to give it a very specific shout out, the Fractal World Generator is actually the tool that I used to create the original map for Day I'm Bay that technically no one but myself has seen. Because um, <laughs> I had it, I had the map redone by the wonderful Whipstash from our forums, and that is the one that I believe I actually presented to people. Um, but yeah, there is just so much. I mean, even to the point where you can have weird fiction name generator, mm-hmm. sci-fi name generator. I mean, it's definitely a great place to go in a pinch. And I know that it's mobile. It's relatively mobile friendly. So that can be another way that you could quickly get something. And if your players go off the beaten path, as I know, they are very rare to do. But if if and when that happens, you can go there and the other thing is there's a uh, dice roller app kind of thing that you can toss dice into and have it give you the results pretty much anything you could think of it's there yeah i want to just throw a quick shout out to the random dungeon generator because i have used that before and that is the best Mm -hmm. is super i mean it is comprehensive it's not just like oh yeah click a thing and it just gives you like just a random name like you can choose so many different fields of information that you would like to include in your random dungeon that's generated. It's just, oh, it's so good. So, so good. 
It is indeed. So, and they also have it. Sorry, I didn't even mention that they even have it by different game systems. So, like, if you want a fourth edition specific dungeon, it can do that, which you know doesn't really you can easily translate. But the fact that like they have all this stuff specific by editions or for Pathfinder, for Fifth Ed, whatever, like it's so cool. Yes. So go to Donjon and find out how Donjon can help you help yourself. But with that, we're going to turn out the lights and head out of the gym. We want to implore listeners to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as other conversations being had. And to do that, just head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics. So your players don't ask, do you even lift? Can I trust you will add your own cardio? Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. What are you doing? Horizontal running. <laughs>